You're listening to What Were You Thinking? Whenever you can bury yourself in the thing that you're doing to where you lose track of everything, yeah, that's that moment when the edit comes together. I get those moments a lot. They don't always, <laughs> they don't always pay off in the, um, to the good of the piece, but it is, it's the best feeling. And that's the thing. I think that's, that's what I chase. I feel like maybe as a creative, you chase that moment, right? You, you want that moment where it's like runner's high, but without the bad knees. What Were You Thinking is a podcast where a brand or agency creative looks back at the creation of a single piece of branded content or campaign and blow by blow tells the story of what they were thinking when it was created. In this episode, we hear from Acer Salmon, a film producer and editor as she edited Pose, Identity, Family, Community, a branded video series in support of the FX TV show spotlighting the legends, icons, and ferocious house mothers of New York's underground ball culture. was hired at Miramax to cut out curse words from TV version movies that would go on to TV or cut out plane crashes from movies that were shown on the on the planes. I worked on pretty much everything from uh, promos, uh, trailers that were not the theatrical trailers, although I, I worked on that a little bit, uh, music videos. We did the uh, behind the scenes stuff that at the time it was DVD. So it was the bonus stuff that you would get on the DVD. My favorite thing to do was uh, uh, the awards reels. I loved doing those. So anything, any sort of supplemental material that now they're calling content, that's what we did. And so it was, it was just endless work. The reason they had the in-house uh, editing department is because everything that Harvey Weinstein was. At the time, he was known as, um, I believe it's Harvey Scissorhands, Scissors Hands or something like that. You know, he would have an idea to make a cut or he wanted to put together something. And so you, it was a lot cheaper and, you know, it was just quicker to do it in-house. So I learned a lot about marketing the ability to distill anything into anything. They would have these very specialized films that appeal to like a very narrow audience, but they would find the, the general appeal and, and that's, what they would, um, that's what they would emphasize. That's what they would bring out. That's what they would focus on. That's, that, that's how we would market them. And depending on the season, they would tailor it to whatever. So remember like... A horror movie, but then around Christmas, it was like they'd always bring out the Christmassy aspects of it. Oh, this fam, this Christmas, come home for the holidays, and it was like you know some sort of slasher thing or whatever. They were great in doing that. Like so, for example, um, I worked on Kill Bill. It was a female empowerment film. We had to focus on that. That was the thing with all the pretty horses. They're like, no, there's too many horses in this. And we're like, what it's called, all the pretty horses is not called one pretty horse, you know? It kind of, it, it, at times it got frustrating because you're just like, this is weird at first. And then later 
you start to think, oh, well, there's different ways of looking at things. Um, that was the one thing that I learned is how to do pretty much everything, which I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for now, um, makes, you know, makes you more marketable. And I'm being a producer, editor, or back then they called it Predator, but now it has a duffel meaning <laughs> because of the company that, you know, I had worked for. Acer worked with the Weinsteins for over a decade, but with the downfall of Miramax and the Weinstein Company, Acer decided to leave. It wasn't long before she found her first freelance gig. After 2017, um, when all that happened, when all that stuff went down, it, it just became too gross to be there anymore. And so I left and decided to be uh, legit freelance, you know, like hustling for your jobs and whatever, working out of my house. And I um, had met somebody that had a, a small operation and it turned out they were working with Ryan Murphy's camp. In the past, when I've gotten stuff that's behind the scenes, it was just, you know, you go out, you interview, you, you ask a couple of basic questions, and then you kind of put it together in, in the editing. For me, this was the first time that it was, it was not just editing or creating content that was of a marketing nature. I was actually creating little docu-series. When the project came to me, I was excited on, on a couple of levels because of the content itself, but also the fact that it, it, here's this underrepresented community that I get to work on and have a hand in bringing, you know, to a, a larger audience. It started crystallizing this thing for me, which is I really want to work towards writing stories shaping stories, being behind stories that target um, underrepresented communities. After accepting the gig, Acer immediately felt the dread and lack of confidence many artists feel when starting a new project. Whenever I start a project, and I've been doing this for a long time now, I've been doing this for what now, 20 something years, 22 years, I think. You know, long enough that I shouldn't feel this way, but it's that neurotic creative in me where anytime I start a project, it's that imposter syndrome. I'll never be able to do it. This is the one that breaks me. They're going to realize I can't do it and I'm done in this industry. Like it, it makes no sense, but it's just, I have to go back and like look at the last thing that I did sometimes just to break that. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, wait, I did that. That's cool. The luxury of being a freelancer is, you know, you get to a point where you don't have to work on stuff that you don't want to work on, right? You know, I think as a as an immigrant myself, as an Iraqi um, Muslim woman who grew up in Kentucky and like always felt like I didn't like I was the other and I had to kind of explain myself, you know, you, you naturally have, tend towards projects or, you know, stories that that kind of have that. It's really interesting then to kind of be doing this work as an editor where it's not a community that I and part of or, or come from or was even aware of, but it is this community that is an under, had been underrepresented up until that point. And that's why with Pose, here is this community that's in this other sort of box. And maybe this is how we can change it. Maybe this will help. And I do believe that like television or films is a big step towards that. Ooh. No 
Knowing that this project presented a special opportunity, Acer overcame her nagging insecurities and got to work. But the direction she was given was definitely different than what she was used to. With marketing, you definitely always wanted star power. You know, put them up front and then put the producers later and that kind of thing. And but with um, with Pose, it was it was yeah, it was just here's what we want the episode to be. You know, kind of hit these points, hit this point, hit that point, hit this point. And the idea was they would have a um, kind of an over uh, an overarching theme. This is what we want it to be about. This is this this piece is going to be about the cast, or this is going to be about um, the ninety the music of the nineties. What I tried to do with these pieces is make each piece its own thing and they would be standalone pieces with beginning, middle, and end. And then they would fit into a bigger scheme, like more of a, if you put them all together, you can make a half hour kind of um, documentary, which we did for Boys in the Band. I think it was called Something Personal. And that has always been kind of a fun challenge that I always take on, even if they don't ask me to, it, it, I don't know, it's just like the storyteller me or whatever that does that. So like for the, for one of the episodes, again, they don't tell you which scenes you should focus on, but it's more organic. It's not like, you know, you're, you're saying, okay, now we're going to talk about this character and now we're going to talk about that character. So it's, you know, that each character, each actor each whatever part of the episode then is being used to illustrate whatever point you're making ideally you want like i you know it would be great to have a couple of weeks to let it sit and you know simmer that's how i like to work i mean a lot of people are great with first cuts and they can just like put something together and and make it decent i'm not that kind of editor i'm not that kind of writer i'm not a first draft cut anything um, even my answers to these questions, <laughs> some of them were not first, first run. They've like, I've had to repeat it. It's like really kind of getting the feel for the material. So the, then the more time I spend with it and like, I'll listen to the, you know, soundtrack that they want or the pieces of or the library music that they want. And it's just really going into that world. I always like to work in everything I do, I, I, it's like I call it a sandwich, if you will. So when I look at a sequence, um, I like to, once I have like the string out of, you know, a really fat thing that the interviews, you know, like 20 minutes or whatever, the thing is supposed to be five minutes, right? I will then kind of start to work on a beginning with music just to kind of set it up. And then quickly after that as, as 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 much as i can conceivably do an ending and so if i have the beginning and the ending then it's just kind of like i just have to fill in the middle for me that's how my brain works and um i feel like once i have that beginning i feel less muddled because a lot of times i'm looking at this going this could be so many different things this story can go in so many different ways and that's with people giving you direction like instead of building it like a puzzle i have to kind of lay it all out and sort of chip away at it as like a sculptor. I'm not a linear editor. I can't go from the beginning. I just want to make sure I have the beginning and then if possible, the ending. And then I feel secure. It's like everything else kind of fits in like the rest of the sandwich. Once Acer's made her quote unquote sandwich, she can take a minute to look back at what she's done so far. It starts with, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't want to do this. Procrastinate, procrastinate. And then you get into that groove. Whenever you can bury yourself in the thing that you're doing to where you lose track of everything. Yeah, that's that moment when the edit comes together. 
when you're like, oh my God, this is brilliant. I'm the best. I'm going to win all the, you know, and of course it's so funny because you're still, you're like, you're very myopic because you're looking at like 10 seconds or something, but you're looking at this and you're like, this is amazing. It's so great. And a lot of times it is great for what it is, but then it doesn't fit into the whole thing. And so then you have to, you know, then that's when you're like, okay, I'm calling it a night. (laughs) I'll come back tomorrow. I get those moments a lot. They don't always, <laughs> they don't always pay off in the, um, to the good of the piece, but it is, it's the best feeling. And that's the thing. I think that's, that's what I chase. I feel like maybe as a creative, you chase that moment, right? You, you want that moment where it's like runner's high, but without the bad knees. What was brilliant for me about Pose is we were all in sync. Like there was nothing that I felt like I started and I was off base from what they wanted. And I think that was the project where I was like, when in doubt, it solidified my, um, the importance of just trusting my instincts. Acer's work as editor on Pose, Identity, Family, Community led to two Primetime Emmy nominations for Outstanding Short-Form Nonfiction or Reality Series and won a Bronze Award at the Clio's. What Were You Thinking is hosted and edited by Barrett Tripp. It's produced by Content Branded. Content Branded helps brands and agencies tell stories that not only grab, but also hold your attention. Learn more about their workshops and consulting at contentbranded.com. Links to see the content discussed during the podcast can be found on our website, whatwereyouthinkingpodcast.com. 